The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California, streaming online at KUCI.org and podcasting on iTunes. Welcome to Fighting for Love. This show will help you turn conflict into collaboration in all your relationships. I'm Lloyd, the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank, an attorney mediator since 1985. She's a mediator for the Orange County Superior Court Civil Mediation Panel. Mari's a professor of negotiations and conflict management and has been a certified state bar trainer for over 25 years. To learn more about the show and our great guests, please visit ConflictHealing.com. Mari, what's your show about this morning? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about the darkness of domestic violence, but it's we have a very positive aspect of it. And I just finished reading Heart Vision, How to See Your Path Forward When You're in a Dark Place. And this is by Dr. Dahlia Evans. And she has an incredible background. Uh, She is a practicing optometrist of over 25 years, and she's helped over 250,000 patients to improve their vision and view their lives with greater clarity. Dahlia is a leader who not only helps people to see more clearly physically, but spiritually as well. And she's learned the power of shifting her own thinking to live a transformative life. And she has uncovered blind spots that many people suffer from as a result of misunderstanding spiritual principles. Dr. Dahlia's inspirational and life-changing message is helping people throughout the United States to wake up spiritually and become more mindful of their divine opportunities. And we're going to talk a lot about this wonderful new book. And you can find out more about her at Dr. Dahlia, and Dahlia is spelled D-E-L-L-I-A dot com, where you can find out more about her and her book. So thank you so much for joining us this morning, Dahlia. Thank you, Mari, for having me. So tell us, why is it that you wrote this book? I wrote this book because of my own personal experience with domestic violence. Over 20 years, I was in a relationship with an abuser, and I did not realize it was abuse because I didn't have that label of abuse. I just knew I was having a bad time, a bad marriage. I was trying to fix everything, and it wasn't until I got out of the relationship that I found my healing, realized what abuse was all about, and started helping other women that was in abuse. And I realized this message needs to be um, everywhere so women all over can feel empowered and encouraged and know that there's light on the other side. Yeah, and there's a beautiful quote on the back of your book. It says, living the complexities of domestic violence is precisely captured in heart vision to shed light into a dark situation 
which impacts so many who suffer in silence. And this is by Wendy Mahoney, who's the executive director of the Mississippi Coalition Against Domestic Violence. And you, we can hear your cute accent from Mississippi, so <laughs> we know that's where you're from. But yeah, and, right. and and you know, as a as an attorney mediator, I deal with a lot of women and men who are in uh, domestic violence situations and not as many as they are in the litigation section because I, I keep people out of court, but I can see a lot of mental abuse that goes on with uh, either way, but uh, it seems to be more women than men. Wouldn't you say that as well? Oh, definitely. It's one in three women in the United States that experience rape and physical violence and stalking, and that's according to a 2010 survey. But it's one in five men in the United States that experience domestic violence in the United States each year, which is three million men. Yes, yes. But it's 10 million altogether. Right. So, you know, it's more 90 percent that's the women. Yeah. Yeah. So why are so many, like you said that you were pretty much in denial or you didn't know the word for it, or you were just knew that things weren't working well and it was upsetting and a horrible marriage. But why are so many people in denial of, of admitting that they're in a domestic abusive relationship? They don't see it happening to them, especially if it's not physical. If, it's, if you don't have a black eye, if you don't have a broken arm, you're not putting uh, domestic violence as a label on your situation. Oh, not me. That could never happen to me. And then it's the social stigma that's involved around it that keeps us in denial. When I say us, I mean victims yeah. and survivors. Yeah. There's an embarrassment too, right? Yes. Yes, uh, you you feel ashamed. You don't want anyone to know about it. In my situation, being a professional uh, doctor, you know you don't want your patients to know. You don't want family people. You know you don't want church people to know that you're really going through a really bad situation at home. Right, and then you're fearful that if you do say something, then people either will accuse you or you'll be maybe murdered, right? Yes, uh, by the abuser. The right. abuser does not want it to be um, known right. that he's treating you bad. It's it's the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. They have one personality outside of the home and a totally different personality inside the home. And they don't want their the facade to be uh, exposed. Right. So how can you get women or men who are in this kind of a relationship where they're being, they were being the victim, how do you get them to, to open up so that they can get the help that they need? Knowing that they cannot go through this situation alone. We are not made to hold abusive situations internally we need each other and finding some type of support is so important and that awareness to let the the victims know that they cannot stay silent they need someone whether it's a friend uh, a co-worker 
a family member, let someone know what's going on. Yeah. That's the key. Right. And I think nowadays, you know, people can easily go online and find help, you know, for abusive situations. I I see it online myself. I see people asking for help about abusive relationships. There's even like Facebook groups that, that talk about it. So if you're listening to this and you think you're in an abusive relationship, you know, open up, go and get some help. And if you don't have the money to get a counselor, there's so many different groups, Facebook groups and other groups that you can just search on the web that, you know, that so many people can get help that they weren't able to get maybe 20, 30 years ago. So let That's me, right. yeah, um, go ahead. Yes. I was going to tell you the national domestic violence have a, have a hotline 1-800-799-7233. They can help you with a safety plan. They can help you with knowing what steps you can take to get you involved with women's um, advocacy programs. Uh, They have a hotline that you can chat. Mm -hmm. There's an app that you can put on your phone called Are You Safe? And that's capital R, capital U-S-A-F-E. So there's so many ways through, like you said, social media and 1-800 numbers, chatting online, and the apps that you can get help if you don't know someone that you can turn to personally. Right, right. So um, how can how can you get support from coworkers and friends and loved ones who, or how can you support, let me say it that way, how can you support people who you love and that don't, that you have an inkling that something happened. Maybe you see bruises on them or you see the way they're acting. How can you really help them or, and whether they're loved ones or people from church or, you know, coworkers, what do you suggest you do? Let them know I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. Have an open ear, not to judge them, not to tell them what to do, that's almost the worst thing you can do is to try to give them advice because then you, you're taking the power from them to make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. But to let them know I am here for you, for you, if there's anything that I can do for you, let me know. Here's my number. Memorize it. And you almost need to ask them to call that one 800 number to let uh help help you with a plan right you know of what you can do when you're ready to do it right right so what about someone who's married to let's say a doctor or a lawyer or someone who's in a profession and, and that person is the abuser what do you say about i mean in let's say that there is there's a real fear for their life what about going to law enforcement how do you feel about that there is a place for you to go to law enforcement, but if you go, know that the laws have changed now, that if there's an, a situation, a threatening situation, and you call the police, that they will take the abuser and the victim to 
um, jail sometimes. Know that that can happen, but that can be the bit that can be the best thing to happen for you, because now they have your report on, documented, and having the documentation is so important when you have to go to court and when you have to present your case before the judge to get a restraining order um, or some type of uh, professional uh, help. Right. So that just knowing that that is a possibility, but that that is a good uh, possibility for you. Yeah. Um, They're there for you. Right. I had a law student, actually, <clears throat> John Wayne's daughter, um, Ayissa Wayne, who's now a lawyer, but she was, at the time, she wasn't a lawyer, and she was married to a doctor, and he was very abusive and even had her, had hired people to try and kill her when they were going through a divorce and a custody battle, and no one believed her because he was the doctor, and and he tried to make her look bad that she's just, you know, um, a, an actor's daughter, you know, and uh, finally the truth came out, but she went through hell after being abused and nearly murdered. Finally, oh. me- and many years later, he the doctor did go to prison. But you know, that's another thing that if if your spouse is considered respected in the community, then sometimes they're not going to believe you. Did you ever see that happen? I didn't see that happen. In my situation, but in in someone that's going through that, Maury, documentation, having a journal, writing down the date, time, and what happened, taking pictures, documentation is so important. That will give you validity. Yes, yes. And, I, and you know, sometimes I've, I've seen where people will stay in a relationship that's abusive because they don't have any education. They they have little kids. They're afraid that they're going to be on the street if they report them and their husband goes to jail. What do you say about that? Well, that's when you get the advice from the experts at the National Domestic Violence Coalition. That's when you talk to your professional advisors um, that you can get advice on how you should handle those situations. There are associations that can help you with monies, Um, and I have some of that information in the Appendix B of my book, Women uh, Needing um, Finding Money, different agencies. Um, provide that for them. Uh, talking to women's law group, um, there's financial assistance for mothers. Uh, it's called Give Her Wings. They have resources. There's money available for you. Right, right. So you, women who are in that situation, or men, um, but especially women who have little children that they're trying to take care of and, and their spouse was the breadwinner or vice versa, that they're often afraid to leave because they don't realize that there's these wonderful things out there to help them. And that's, again, I want to refer back to your book, Heart Vision, where you've got resources in it and you've got step-by-step things to do. So let me get back to this. So um, you, you talk about journaling and how, how does journaling help you to get through this and to heal? 
Yes, it has been proven research to show that journaling helps with self-awareness, it helps you to reduce stress, and it helps you to heal emotionally because you're getting those things that's trapped on the inside out on paper. That's why I wrote a companion book. It's a workbook to Heart Vision. It's called Heart Vision Journal, and it gives seven weeks of journaling opportunities as the reader reads Heart Vision, the book, to formulate their own plan, see with their heart what they need to do in order to see their path forward. Yes, yes. And um, so, you know, what about what their children, why would you tell a woman that even if she's got, you know, three or four or whatever little tiny children and she's afraid to leave, why do you tell her that it's important to leave? What what influence does that have on her children if she doesn't? You don't want the same pattern in their lives as an adult. You don't want it to be a generational pattern that their daughter feels that it's okay to be abused because they saw the abuse happening to mom and she stayed. You don't want your son to think that that's okay to hit a woman because they saw mom's partner, whether it's their husband or friend, uh, be abusive. So it's so important for them to know for their children's sake, right, that they need to get out of that situation and educate them that this is not right. Yeah, because they say children learn what they live. And if they're living under an abusive situation, they'll learn to either be an abuser or be a victim, like you said. So it's so important that that if not for yourself to get out of this horrible yes. relationship, get out for your children and show them that you watch boundaries. So um, that's so important. Yeah, so important, Mari. That was the turning point. One night, when I saw the horror and when I saw the fear right. in my children's eyes. They were in elementary school and middle school at the time. I knew that I had to make a choice to change, if not for myself, like you said, yeah. for them. Yeah. That was the turning point. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I've heard people say, well, I stayed because I wanted them to have a father. But, again, you know, what are we doing to these children if, we're, if we are allowing this to go on? Now, what about if you're working and um, you're you're you know, you come to work, you're all upset. So uh, how, how can you keep your job when you're a victim? There's so, it's such a distressful time. And, you know, if you're trying to hold it together and, and get out of the relationship and keep your job and support your kids, I mean, that's pretty overwhelming, isn't it? It is. And the number one reason for women in abuse to lose their job is they're running late or they're not making it to work and there's always an excuse and then they're so upset because of what's going on at home that they're distracted and they can't get their work done so having a plan in place where you can separate yourself so you can hold a job 
because that's going to be so important in your safety plan to move forward. Yeah, yeah. Having a plan where you know that you can be on time and you don't have excessive absences from work. Those are the two things. And if that is a pattern and you see that that's going on consistently, that's another reason why you need to separate yourself from the abuser. Oh, and also the emotional distress. You come in, like you were saying, you get so distracted because you just had, were in fear when you left, the, you know, just to get to work. So, again, this is not a healthy situation. If you, you know, love yourself enough, if you love your children you're going to love yourself enough to get out of that situation and love yourself enough to say, I don't deserve this. I can't live like this and I'm out of here. And that's, that takes some courage. It takes some courage. It takes a lot of courage and reminding yourself daily that you're strong and you're courageous and you are brave and you are surviving. Taking time for yourself is so important whether it's taking a long shower or, like I said, the journaling, finding a place at home that is safe. Yeah. Where is your safe place that you can find um, a quiet place? Yeah. Safety planning, taking care of yourself is so important. So, you know, you were talking about men also are are abused. And why is it that... um, men try to hide their mistreatment by their wives or if they're actually, even if it doesn't have to be their wives, it might just be their same sex, you know, spouse. Right. That's right. Their partner. That's right. right. So why do they try to hide it? Do not want to be perceived as weak. Yeah. You know, when boys are growing up, on the football field, what does the coach say if they get a hard lick? Yeah, be a man. Get up, shake it off. Right. Be a man. Be a man. <laughs> right. right, right, right. Suck it up, you know, suck it up right? Yep. They don't want to be perceived as weak, and they're taught that from little boys growing up. And men feel like they don't have an outlet like so many women do have women outlets, right. but men, they don't find um, social groups that they can confide with other men. Who can I talk to? Who can I share this uh, delicate information with? A lot of men don't have that support group that they feel like they can talk to someone about it. And so they take their abused egos and hide it on the inside and I feel like that's almost worse than it is with women because a lot of times women we're going to talk about it with someone right right women are more are are open to share their emotions than men so there there are more men's groups getting together which I think I value that and but but seeing a therapist a male therapist would help don't you think Oh, yes, by all means, Uh, finding a professional therapist that's trained in relationships is so important. Right, right. So, um, you know, you talk in your 
in your chapter about your sixth sense superpower. And that is talking about spirituality and how that can help you as a victim to be go to go from being a victim to a survivor. Do you want to talk a little bit to that? Yes. Well, I'm an optometrist by profession, so I help people to see with their physical eyes. But I also help people to see with the eyes of their spirit or their heart. Right. You know, those are the eyes that you use when you're a kid and says, with my heart, I see myself being a nurse. In, in, in my heart, I see myself going to college. Those are the eyes that I encourage my readers to use. Look with your heart. Look on the inside. What is it that you feel in your in your gut, you know, that in your gut, in your in the pit of your stomach, that's your where your spirit lives. So you know how you have that, that gut feeling? Yeah, yeah. You know that that your that, intuition. That, 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 yeah. Yes. That's where you need to look from there. Because if you look more with your reasoning and your thinking and planning, you 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 may stay where you are. If you look with your physical eyes and you're trying to fix everything, that's where I was. Yeah. You're going to stay where you are. Right. But what is your heart saying? Right. That's what I ask. And it was me looking in my heart and getting in touch with that inner person that for myself, I asked God to help me. What am I supposed to do? And that's where I found my inner strength. And so many people find their inner strength in different places, whether it's nature or there, you know, some people, you know, they're asking the universe what it is. But with myself, having faith and knowing that there's a higher um, presence that can give you power to get through anything. And there is light on the other side of abuse. Right, right. And and that also gets back to maybe journaling and asking for God or your higher power or whatever to give you that that quiet voice to tell you what to do. Sometimes when I'm yeah. talking with clients and they tell me this horror story, I'll say to them, what if I told you that story? What would you advise me? <laughs> and that makes them, yes. you know, that really makes them think, well, I would tell you to get out of that abusive relationship. I yeah. <laughs> And I say, well, that's great. Then you know the answer, don't you? You don't have to ask you me. already know the answer. Yeah. You know the answer. Exactly. And and we, you know. Use it, your heart. Use your heart. Use your intuition. Use your yes. spiritual nature to say, you know, yes. this isn't, you know, God doesn't want me to live like this. And, and you know, the one thing people think, uh, now often women are so codependent, they feel like they have to do for their spouse. But but yes. when you really, I remember going through therapy when I was going through my divorce, and I had a very verbally abusive husband. And I remember mm. she said when, you know, and I had little kids. So I remember her saying, when you do what is really best for you in your heart, like you're talking about, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. it's best, if it's best for you, it's really best for him. And it's best for your children. So that that really like stuck with me all these years. When you do what is really in your heart, 
best for you. Yeah. It is really best for everyone around you. So that, at least, that's, that's something it. that... That's the key. That's the key, your heart. So we are just mm-hmm. about out of time. So I want to say your book again, Heart Vision, How to See Your Path Forward When You're in a Dark Place by Delia Evans, Dr. Delia Evans. And her website is Dr. Dr. Delia, D-E-L-L-I-A dot com. And do you want to just leave us with one one thought? One important thing you love want us yourself. to remember? Oh, I love it. Love yourself. Perfect. Well, it is time to go. So thank you and keep up the wonderful work that you're doing. Thank you so much, Delia, for joining us. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM Minervine and KUCI.org. On the web, I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning and visit our website at conflicthealing.com. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.